he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ today. We're glad that you have chosen to join us for this week's sermon of the Cape Elizabeth Church of the Nazarene. God's Word is full of timeless truths that are relevant to our lives today. Here's this week's message. Thank you for having us back today. It's an honor. Um, some of you may remember I work with a group called the Transformation Project that helps people coming out of jail, as Fred said. Uh, people coming out of prison, out of addiction, and, and some people who are already out who just want to do life differently. So our, our message today is not really about the Transformation Project, but we will use uh, some experiences related to the Transformation Project to maybe illustrate the scripture. Uh, before we start, I'm working on a theory, and my theory goes basically like this. It's about lobster rolls. And I'm sorry, I think I did this last time I was here. I started talking about lunch before I got started, and it's like, this is like a really bad habit. Talk about lunch before, right before lunch and, and make everyone hungry. I'm sorry. So I'm talking about lobster rolls even I mean, more so. So anyway, the theory is this. A good Bible study or a good uh, message is like a good lobster roll. And, and the idea is a lobster roll should be mostly lobster and just a little bit of mayo or a little bit of drawn butter to hold it all together. Right? So a good message or a good Bible study is mostly scripture and just enough words to hold it together. So, um, so we're going to read some scripture this morning. And uh, it's a little bit of a background. Uh, uh, you might remember that the Israelites were held as slaves in Egypt. Uh, Moses led them out of Egypt. Uh, and they misbehaved and whined while God answered their prayers. Um, and that's the basic setting for our scripture today, which is Exodus 16, uh, verses 2 through 30. So let's get started. We'll jump right in. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If we had only died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, there we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, But you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. So to be clear, God saved them and they would rather go back to slavery and die a slave than trust the God who brought them out of slavery. Really? I mean, that, 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 uh, really? So let's keep going. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them to see whether they are ready to follow my instructions. We're going to come back to that. right? On the sixth day, uh, they are to prepare what they bring in. And it is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to the Israelites, In the evening you will know that it is the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. And in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses also said. You will know that it, is, it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning. 
because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we? You are not grumbling against us, but against God. So that's an important point. So um, they're really not grumbling against the leaders, are they? They're really grumbling against what God's given them. They're not trusting God. And that is, that's going to be key. So then Moses told Aaron, say to the entire Israelite community, come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling, whining, complaining, call it what you want. And while Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in a cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I, I, I put this in red print for me just, just to set this off. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening, quail, if you're not familiar with quail, Think of them as little chickens, as little, little birds. And uh, in the evening, these uh, little chickens uh, came and covered the camp. In the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the dew was gone, there was thin flakes of frost on the ground that appeared on the desert floor. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? For they didn't know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. So if you're not familiar with an omer, you haven't gone down to Hannaford and gotten an omer of anything. An omer is a little over three pounds, right? So that's really quite a bit of food. And, and each person in your tent got an omer. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered uh, much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of this until morning. So this, this, this is key right here. No one's to keep any of it till morning. So God is taking care of his people. He's listened to them. He, he, right, he brought them through the Red Sea. He, he's taking care of them. He's also given them clear directions. Let's see how they do. Let's go to verse 20. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots or worms and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. So people seem to have a hard time with simple instructions from God, right? It just, it was pretty simple. Like, do this, don't do that, right? So every morning, uh, each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed. And when the sun grew hot, it melted away. And on the sixth, sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two omers, for each person, and the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. He said to them, This is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. 
So bake what you want to bake, boil what you want to boil, save whatever is left, and keep it until morning. So they saved it until morning, as Moses commanded, because they weren't going to do any work on the Sabbath. They are going to keep the Sabbath holy. And on this day, it was okay to save some for the next day. So they saved it until morning, as Moses commanded, and it did not stink or get maggots in it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath day to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. So, let's keep track of this. So when people didn't follow God's direction, it was a problem. And when they did follow God's direction, things were fine. I don't think I need to preach a lot about that, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just, just, that's one of those things you just read the scripture and it's kind of like, oh, okay, I get that one, right? Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather it, but they found none, right? These guys just can't listen, can they, huh? And, and I, 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 I love reading the Bible because I see people being stupid and God loving them anyway, and, and since I'm a stupid guy sometimes, and I, I have hope that God's loving me, and I think we all have that hope. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commands and my instructions? Bear in mind that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. That is why on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Everyone is to stay where they are on the seventh day, and no one is to go out. So the people rested on the seventh day. So the Israelites were stubborn or prideful or not so smart. And the maggots weren't enough of a hint. Clearly the Israelites needed some more help with follow God and it'll work out or don't follow God and it's a problem. It's pretty straightforward. So I didn't mean to come up with a three-point message today, but I wound up with a three-point message. So what can we learn from what we just read? First, being ungrateful is just dumb. God has brought us through some tough stuff. We might have even been brought through slavery, addiction, slavery to whatever it might be. God's brought us through some stuff, and he's brought us here today. Being ungrateful is just dumb. He's helped us even when we didn't understand it. And even if it's still hard right now, like they were hungry. It wasn't wrong for them to say, God, I'm I'm hungry. It wasn't wrong for them to say, God, I'm hungry. But we need to be trusting him for that provision. Trusting him that he brought us this far and being grateful. God has his hand on us just like he did on the Israelites. So the second thing is God took care of the Israelites one day at a time. One day at a time. The manna was each day. You weren't supposed to worry about the next day. It was just this day. You know, maybe we should live that way too. The whole one day at a time thing really didn't come from Alcoholics Anonymous. It came from a long time ago. It's been around for a couple thousand years And the Israelites 
had to learn this lesson of God's provision day after day after day after day. Just trusting him where we're at. So, finally the last thing, and I hinted at this, which was pretty pretty straightforward to me, is when we follow God's direction, things go well. When we don't, they go bad. Real simple, simple, simple. It, It is... And I know it's one of those things that's so obvious, but somehow we get it wrong and we want to do our own thing, right? And the Israelites wanted to do their own thing. And even after the, after the Red Sea, even after the manna, even after being, even the maggots, after everything, they still went out on the seventh day and tried to collect manna even when there wasn't any. They still wanted their own thing, doing their own way. Sometimes we're like that, too. So that's it. I didn't intend to write a three-point sermon or message, but that's what came out. So I have a couple stories I'd like to tell you about. My first story is about the Transformation Project. The Transformation Project, um, in many ways, um, well, we wandered through the desert of our own making. I don't know if you've had a desert of your own making. In the beginning, folks uh, involved hired lots of people to do lots of things that seemed good and not unlike the Israelites. They wanted to do their own thing and wanted it as they wanted it. And in many ways, the transformation project in the beginning, and I will tell you, right, it's not where we are today. We're ECFA accredited. Um, uh, We are uh, MAR accredited. We do a, a good job with very little But in the beginning, you can say that the Transformation Project wasted resources just like our scripture that we read where the food rotted because the Israelites didn't pay close attention to what God wanted. In time, like the Israelites, we came to be utterly dependent, dependent on God. And we became usable. We finished the building piece by piece, and God led us to this part, then this part. He led us over and over and over again to different things as we became usable and and we were willing to listen and be led. We had moments of need, and God would meet them over and over and over again. Last time I was here, I told you the story about the electrician. For those of you who didn't hear the story, it's, it's quick. You know, there was a time in the ministry where we didn't have money. The, the building wasn't finished. It was empty, and we didn't have any money, and we, didn't have, uh, we needed an electrician to keep going. We didn't have anything, and, and people were praying in the building, asking God, what do you want us to do? If you want this to really happen, what, what do you want us to do? We need money, we need an electrician, and while they were still praying, a knock came at the door, and a man came and said, I felt led to give this to you, and it was a large check, right? And um, and he said, by the way, I'm a master electrician, and I'd be glad to help. And and uh, that, that story just doesn't get old, old for me, but I tell you that story only to point out that God's faithfulness hasn't stopped. Like, we've had all kinds of needs, things that have come up that have been huge, and God met the need over and over. We needed a drywaller. 
and we didn't have any money, we didn't have a person, and lo and behold, somebody comes out of prison, and what's their skill set? They're a drywaller. You, you, you would have guessed that, right? Recently, we needed somebody to help with personal finances. And we really needed somebody who was a Christian who wanted to help people um, uh, or involve do a good job with their personal finances. So we needed a Christian who was willing to do this work and it was available. And wouldn't you know, right then, God brings somebody just at the right moment, just at the right time, just what we need. We, we keep learning this lesson about being absolutely, utterly dependent on our God. Um, recently, we needed help uh, with finding resources for all the calls we're getting uh, about dual diagnosis or co-occurring disorders. And if you're not familiar with that, it's essentially when people have mental health things going on and they have drug addiction, um, uh, you know, alcoholism, what have you. They, they've gotten an addiction piece going and a mental health piece going at the same time. And we're getting lots of calls right now with people who need help. And, and I think I told you last time about our website, ttpmaine.org. You can look that up later. And um, it has all kinds of resources, but we didn't have anything for this group of people. And we're getting all these calls, and what do we do? And you know who walks through the door next. A caseworker with experience with co-occurring disorders and dual diagnosis. I mean, just at the right time. This whole thing of, of manna from heaven kind of living this day by day, day by day, utter dependence on God is happening. And God has rewarded us and taking care of us. And sometimes we, we, we pull out just a little bit more of our hair. You can see I don't have much left. But God takes care of us. And so over time, and I will tell you that this person uh, has given us great resources and we're going to be adding a section for co-occurring disorders um, on our website where people can get help. Um, so over time, we became grateful over time, we learn to wait on God and take things a step at a time, a day at a time. Over time, we learn to follow God's direction or his leading. And the transformation project in many ways is like the people in Israel. For me... Um, my story parallels the transformation project and the people in Israel as well. I too have been ungrateful. I've doubted whether I can do what God has called me to do. And as I've waited on God, I've seen real hope. I've seen people come to faith. I've seen baptisms. I've seen people who were in need now helping other people. Right? When I didn't think I could do it, there was God, and he would have something for me. There would be another baptism. There would be somebody coming to faith. There would be some encouragement. 
One of the best times of communion I ever had was uh, with Reverend Jeff, who's the chaplain at Cumberland County Jail. He, he and I um, celebrated communion with the women inmates. And um, there'd be a moment after a moment after a moment where God was saying, yeah, I'm here, I'm in this. I'm in this. And when that happened, I knew he was in control. One of those times, and I'm going to close um, with this story about Ash Wednesday. If you're not familiar with Ash Wednesday, it's the, it's the holiday that's the start of a uh, season that Christians call um, Lent. Um, and as Christians get ready for Easter... And the idea of the ashes in the old days is people covered themselves. They were covered with ashes. Um, and, and they said they were sorry to God for their behavior. And they committed. They committed to doing life differently. Well, today we, we make the same commitment on Ash Wednesday. We, we make the commitment to change. We just use a small amount of ashes now. We've cut down. Um, you know, frequently people will get the sign of the cross and ashes made on their forehead. So I've been working, I mentioned Reverend Jeff, I've been working as an assistant chaplain at Cumberland County Jail to Reverend Jeff uh, McIlwain. And um, I had this opportunity to help him on Ash Wednesday, and, and it was different. We went into several different units in the jail and offered Ash Wednesday blessings. And we ended up in the shoe. The shoe is sometimes called seg or segregation or solitary. Or for um, guys inside, sometimes it's called jail for jail. Outside, if you behave badly, you get taken to jail. Inside, if you're in jail and you behave badly, you get taken to the shoe. Uh, The folks there might still be in the middle of a mental health situation. They might be in the middle of addiction or withdrawal. And these folks are in the very lowest, lowest parts of their life. They are in a place where they're grumbling just like the Israelites. And I was surprised when each of the guys, and not all of them said yes, but each one that did say yes, I, I was just I was surprised how many said yes. And Jeff offered um, Ash Wednesday blessings. I was surprised. And I watched, and this was cool. I watched as one by one, the officer would open the slot where they are passed their meals. There's a little slot in the door where they get their meals passed to them. And they would kneel by the door and press their forehead close to that slot. So Reverend Jeff could impose the ashes. And as they put their forehead and they're kneeling by their door. And I prayed over them and Reverend Jeff made the mark of the cross. Um, I saw God reach down. I saw God reach down into people's lowest places and their lowest moments 
I'm sorry, I get a little choked up. They were in jail, but they're still alive. Just like the Israelites, they'd come through some stuff. Maybe they're coming out of the slavery of addiction. Maybe they're coming out of something else. But just like the Israelites, they were coming out of something. But just like the Israelites, it still wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. God had brought them through some tough stuff, and he was still calling them to follow him day by day and to follow his leading. So at the end of the day, with all my stories, there's really no difference between the Israelites and the Transformation Project and me and the inmates in the shoe or any of us in this room or any of us who are online. The lesson is the same. Be grateful, because being ungrateful is dumb. God has brought us through some stuff, some tough stuff. And he's been helping us even when we didn't understand it. And even if it's still hard right now, God is still the same God, and he has his hand on us just like the Israelites. One day at a time. God took care of the Israelites one day at a time. Maybe we should live that way too. The whole one day at a time thing has been around for thousands of years. The Israelites had to slowly learn it, even if they screwed up a few times. Maybe we do too. And the last thing... God's way, following God's way. If we follow God's direction, it seems to go well. Not following God's direction seems to go badly. There's some work to do to follow this set of three things. There's some prayer. There's some study. There's opening up the scripture. There's coming to the Bible study in, in, uh, before church. I'm sure... Pastor Tim, when he's back next week, is going to talk a little bit more about how to follow God's leading for each one of us. If you're curious about the Transformation Project, I'd be glad to talk to you afterwards. But right now, for prayer time, I'd like to have us pray for each other. Let's pray for each other, because we all need to be doing something. I have a feeling that we all fall into one of these categories. I'd like us to pray for, and you pray for me, please, as I pray for you and for each other. For each of us needing to know God's presence that he's brought us safe this far. We need to know that today. And he's got us. For each of us needing to learn to follow God one day at a time. And for each of us, I think this one's for me, needing to choose God's way. Can we be in prayer together?
God, we, we need you so much. God, we need to repent. We need to turn away. Just like Ash Wednesday, we, this season of Lent, as we march towards Easter, we need to continue to repent and turn away from the fact that we have been ungrateful and not realized what you've been doing for us. God, we ask you to help us to be truly grateful for how you take care of us. And God, we ask you to help us to follow you day by day. We get all twisted up and all worried and all upset and all concerned, and God, you want us to follow you day by day. And God, we ask for help to follow you day by day. And God, for all of us who are struggling, struggling with choosing your way over our way, God, we pray for each other. God, we we need you to help us to choose your way. We're too weak. We can't do it on our own. We need your help, God. God, we praise you and thank you for what you've already done. We praise you and thank you for your being here with us right now. And God, uh, we praise you and thank you that you will go with us this week. God, we thank you and we praise you and we lift all these things up to you. In the name of your Son, in the name of our Savior, in the name of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. We hope this sermon has encouraged you with the gospel of Jesus. More sermons are available online at our website, capenazarene.org. May God bless you abundantly as you serve him today.